0: A fever and the only prescription it's not. Ah! This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like
1: Kobayashi.
0: On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And yeah. out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your hosts. Hey, D Man. David Garofalo. What,
2: who are you? Julius Caesar?
0: Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude laying the dude. Barry Stein. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light him up. Screw it, let's let him do it. It's time. It's a win win for me for the Cigar Authority. I
1: gotta have more. It's in the hole. April 16, 2016, broadcasting live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today here in Two Guys Smoke Shop in sunny Seabrook, New Hampshire. And in the far distance to the light, the light is a hope for the cigar industry of the looming FDA regulations. This time money might be on our side. We'll look into that as we light up a couple of cigars, as we dig through the meal. The mailbag. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority.
3: Yeah, because this entire stack of papers is mm. all mailbags. We're going we to take gotta, care of them. Clean them out. we got to clean it out, Clean baby. it out. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube or Podbean, where you can set it and forget it.
1: And we are here in Seabrook. It's been a long time since it has been we, a long uh, time. been on the floor, on the floor where people are smoking and buying cigars. And uh, good to be back in Seabrook. Now that the bad weather is be uh, beyond us, maybe we'll be here a little more often. Uh, today we're going to smoke a couple of box press cigars. One is a new box press cigar. The other one is an old box press cigar. And here's the interesting thing. The new one is the oldest box press cigar. The new one is the oldest oldest. box press cigar. We'll get into that as we go on. But let's pass out the first cigar, which is an old one. It's been around for a while. Thank you, David. Barry Stein, what do we have here?
4: Well, the Alec Bradley Prensato launched in 2009, and in 2011, Alec Bradley scored its first-ever cigar year, according to Cigar Aficionado. When the 96-rated Alec Bradley Prensato Churchill captured that honor, Today, we smoked the cigar that is box-pressed and medium to full in body, made with Honduran and Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos procured from small yield farms. It features a Nicaraguan binder, and the cigar is capped off with a Trojas Corojo wrapper from Honduras, and they range in price from 815 to 1055 What, what kind of wrapper? Trojas Corojo. I like that. <laughs> I'm sure I butchered it. Here we go. I'm sure we'll hear from (laughs) Peter Hudson how I mispronounced
1: it. And that's why he brought that up, (laughs) just to to catch you on that. Prensado. Pressed. That's what the word means. Prensado, Prensado. Pressed. Pressed. That's what it means. So it's a box press cigar, and he said it in Spanish. Pressed. Prensado. Alec Bradley. Prensado. We have other box press cigars, but we know now through litigation that the word Prensado belongs to Alec Bradley.
3: It belongs to them.
1: They it own it. it. They trademarked it. Trademarked. Well, you know it's what? It's like Hero, which is trademarked by LFD. LFD. We have Rinsado Rinsado. trademarked
3: by Alec Bradley. Yeah, it's
1: amazing they get these trademarks, but they get them. Hey, trademarks. the folks
3: at Hammer and Sickle have the word trademark. They so. trademarked the
1: word trademark, so what's better than that? So, uh, yeah, this is a, uh, a former Cigar of the Year, according to Cigar Aficionado, and a, uh, I would say the, the top brand for Alec Bradley. Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we don't have our regular studio audience here that cut, that cut along with us. Right.
4: I don't know if we were talking about it before we went on the air, that it's in my head. With the cold drawer, it tastes like ginger beer. Because we were ah. talking about that.
3: See, I'm going to go a different route. Have you guys ever had the Good Seasons salad dressing? it's see the ginger taste, absolutely. That you make yourself.
1: Yeah. You pour I the like powder that. in. Yeah.
3: All right. So when you pour the powder in,
1: it's not powder, but okay. Whatever. the, the, spices, that, the and...
3: spices. It has a little cloud, and sometimes that cloud wafts across your palate, and you could taste it in the air. That's the cold drawer on this.
1: A lot of spices. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying.
3: It's got a spicy component.
1: It's you nice. are a strange individual.
3: I don't have a song about the flavor, <laughs> but this
1: is part of the cigar authority care package. So we have 500 listeners listening and smoking along with us. Cut the cigar, taste it before you light it. That's the pre-taste uh, before you light it. Opens
4: up your palate, prepares yep. you for the experience, and
1: see if you taste those um, spices that are happening. No
4: here. ginger at all. I'm sorry. Well, Dave agreed with me, I so do. that's validation right there. I
1: wanted to agree with I'll you, but a, I'll give it a bell. That's <laughs> double validation. It's got ginger as a spice, right? It's ginger a spice. It's a root. It's a root. But when you when you crush it down, they have it in the little little spice jars. Therefore, it may, becomes a spice. McCormick
4: has it in the, the aisle, it, right there. There it is. There it is.
3: <laughs> well then, I guess it's in the cigar. There, there it is. So it's obvious. All right. Okay, start. we're gonna light our cigar today with the Vertigo Cyclone Two. This is the second edition of the lighter that brought <laughs> Vertigo to the game absolutely they've made a couple of improvements people love big ass tanks on their lighter so what do they do at vertigo they make the tank even more bigger assed there we go people like adjustment wheels term it is you wouldn't understand people like adjustment wheels that you don't have to rip your thumbnail off to adjust so they made the adjustment wheel big assed and then this is the only problem that i have with the original cyclone the lid heats up so they double insulate the triple jets at the top and they tilt the lid just slightly back so that it doesn't heat up and set your pocket on fire when you put the lighter away. I know what you're thinking. This thing must be thirty or forty dollars. Of course. Fourteen ninety nine.
1: It is great. Big wheel. Nice. Three jets. Awesome. Vertigo's
3: got it. You want to talk about set it and forget it. You fill the tank up on this thing and you're good for a month.
4: Did you have a big wheel growing up? I did. See, I feel gypped. I didn't have one as a kid. What? Yeah. Well, that's because
3: they didn't make giant
4: wheels. <laughs> I wasn't big back then. Oh, sorry. I was always big, but, did, yeah, I had to have had
1: it. Tri- tricycles. Yeah, I remember then, the
4: big wheel, the little, the little latch to hit the brakes, you would do the 360 yeah. spin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My childhood was robbed of the big wheel.
1: Well, you lived in New York. Yes. Would have You'd been get stolen. you get by, <laughs> by a car? <laughs> stolen, yeah. Both. Yeah. You had to grow up in the uh, in the suburbs, I guess. We I had a, we had a schoolyard across. Not that we had any place to go, but we had a schoolyard across the street, so we'd go and do that. Yeah, I used to play stickball in my schoolyard across the street yeah. every day, all day. We I got I got a mini bike when I was a kid, young, a little Honda seventy, and uh, I used to take that around and drive around. I didn't even I was have a one cool of, kid with one of those. I uh, didn't even uh, have one of those red riders. No, the, the little wagon? No, the well, bicycle?
4: The, the wagon. Oh, was it in the, the called a Red Rider?
3: That was the Red Flyer, I think. Okay.
4: Red Rider?
3: Red Rider was a BB gun. Okay. Oh. And I and didn't have one of those either.
4: Radio,
1: yeah, I had a radio Flyer. That's it, Thank radio, you. Flyer. Yep. radio Flyer. Radio Flyer. Live studio audience helping us out. There we go. And there was no radio in the Radio Flyer, but radio.
3: I always used to kill myself on the wagon because it seemed like a good idea to sit in it and ride it down the hill. But because of the sides, you couldn't get your feet to touch the ground to put the brakes on, and you really couldn't steer it at high speeds without flipping it over. So, I would forget probably monthly and take it up to the top of the hill, thinking I had this great idea, and then halfway through remembering what happens, and it's using something to stop you.
4: So basically, at a young age, you fell off the wagon. Here (laughs) we go,
3: many times, many times.
4: Uh, Little flavor taste, yeah, big time happening here
1: already. A lot of cinnamon. In my nose, mm-hmm. in the flavor taste,
2: it's like a cinnamon roll. Yes. Here we go. I love cinnamon rolls.
4: Cinnamon roll.
3: <laughs> Is that you, Barry?
4: No, because it was pronounced correctly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could be like Celine Dion, who doesn't sound French when she sings. Perhaps when you're singing, you can say cinnamon.
4: Get yeah, it no. Yeah, no. because that well, sounded I'm not like you attempt to sing. That sounded like you. I can't cinnamon, like so it's you know. Do you taste cinnamon roll? I do now.
1: There's 500 people smoking this at the with same the,
4: time with the vanilla frosting.
1: With the vanilla frosting, cinnamon roll with vanilla frosting. I got...
2: So this morning I woke oh, up and I smelled something really good and I thought, what's that smell? Oh wait, I know, it's cinnamon rolls. know it's
1: there. It's there. Cinnamon roll. When is this going to stop? Never. Never. <laughs> How long is this going to go for? Because you know I got it. You got it. but So do you I, need... I, I tasted the cigar in advance and then try and find the word somebody singing the word of what, what it is. And and you're not going to go to, like the guy said, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup commercial or something. That's lame. You've got to get something like Cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll.
5: Cinnamon roll.
4: I'm just going to say, it sounds like that person... These are gender neutral bathrooms. <laughs> really? That,
3: uh, that sounds like wear on acid, is what that sounds like. Cinnamon roll. Or what I would imagine acid would be like. So, box press cigars.
1: They came out. Um, I got some notes on this. They can be called square press, trunk press, vice pressed, box pressed, or prensado in this case. And the only one that can be called prensado. The first one came out in the 1800s. Uh, the box press was produced uh, by having uh, space. S- the cigars basically squished into the box of cigars, literally squished inside there and pressed by the box itself.
3: Is there, is there some sort of math equation that they must have where you've got to leave a little bit of space to, so that when you mush them? So say you got
1: 13 across, 12 across, you put 13 <coughs> across. So you get them in, and then you put the next one in, and they're, gonna, they're ready to pop out. you put the lid down, you put the little nail inside, and they're squished inside there. Then they get shipped off to where they're doing. They're sitting there, and then you take the cigar out, and it's a square cigar.
3: Now, this has happened in my humidor where I didn't realize, and I put a box of cigars kind of on one. Something got shifted, and one got put in there, and you end up with, like, the number seven. It doesn't break it because it's such a subtle weight. Yeah. It bends that cigar, and it kind of goes crooked, and it's smokable. Yep. But it just looks funny. In this case, it doesn't look funny. It looks normal.
1: Yeah, it looks square. And if you take it out of a, of a true press cigar within the box, a real box press cigar, after a while, it'll actually go back into form. Hmm. But now what they're doing is actually forming them into a press right from the beginning. So they're pressed in as the cigar is being made. They make it square to begin with in many different ways that they do that. Uh, manufacturers use different techniques. One way is packing freshly rolled cigars into square molds. Another one is to shape a cigar uh, with a wooden trunk press. Well, which I, is what I've you seen
3: the, the wooden molds one. It looks a little bit like a cider press at the top, and they crank, crank it down. Yeah.
1: Uh, the question is, do they burn better? Do they taste better? Does it change the taste of the cigar? One thing is said that it actually makes it so the cigar is not plugged. Have you ever had a plugged? Box press cigar? Not that I remember. Neither do I. Hmm. Which you would think by pressing it, compressing it together, we make more,
3: restricting the airways to a certain extent. You would think that this would be the one that
1: would be the tighter draw or plugged. Never had one. Never had one. I I, I smoke a lot of cigars. I don't believe I have either. You don't. You don't. Even as a as a um, retailer, you don't even remember people coming in saying, "I got a tight draw." Box press kind of opens it up for some reason. Squishing it together makes it so it works better.
4: I think it also enhances the flavors.
1: We did the
3: show where we smoked Tortuga. Round and squared. Round and squared. And it was different.
1: I remember it being the same, no? No, I thought it was different. I think we
3: disagreed then, too.
1: I know people say that I don't like box press cigars. Some customers, you know, I say, oh, you should try this. And they say, oh, box press, I I don't like box press, which is crazy because... You haven't even tried it yet. You know, that's not fair. Give it a try and tell me. But it's not comfortable in their mouth or whatever it is. I think it's more comfortable.
3: I believe I read that box press dates back to wooden ships, ship captains using cider presses to press their cigars so that they could set it down and not have the cigar roll into their map box and set the whole ship on fire because you could burn a ship down even though you're surrounded by
1: water. I've heard somebody say that, that originally started so it doesn't roll off the table, but I don't know. Jury's out on that one. would make sense. Yeah. Do you remember the trilogy, speaking of Alec Bradley? I smoked
4: one two weeks ago. Really? Yes. Uh, Drinan Thornton, the local Bradley Bradley rep. Yeah. We were talking about it before he went on a sales meeting. They don't still make it, do they? No, but he said, I'm going to get you one, and he got one from somebody in the company. And he brought it back. It wasn't as sharp and as tight as it was back in the right. day. It started to lose its shape.
1: Trilogy, for those who don't remember it, instead of being square, it was a triangle. And they tried it out, and um, very, very gimmicky for sure. But we took it on. Yeah, so and you we bought won. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh, they were cranking there for a while. That was the, a hot, hot cigar for a while, and then it just disappeared, and that was the end of it.
4: They actually have a cigar out now that's called a Diamond Cut. Okay. it's Instead of being perfectly boxed, it's at an angle, so it looks like a diamond. All they did
1: was shift the...
4: Yeah, but the way it sits on the table and the way it looks in the cello, it looks like a diamond.
1: What is the brand?
4: It's Alec Bradley Diamond. Oh, Club. really? Yeah, I don't know it. I'll show you this week. I have one sitting in my humidor that I haven't smoked yet.
1: So Alec Bradley not only owning the word press, which is "prinzato," they did the trilogy. They're big into the press. They are. And they're doing different things, but that's their thing. That's their thing. But they weren't the first to do it. They weren't. The next hour, we're going to smoke the guy that did it first in the United States. Not in the 1800s, but the first one to come to the United States. Yep. As He's a brand. Be, as a brand. The new one, we're going to smoke. But it's the old one, the first one that ever done. So there's a little like, hook. Think about what, you know. They're thinking I like what of, you did there. Huh? Took you like one it. way, brought you the other. Do you have a favorite box press cigar?
3: Um... As far as a favorite goes, I th- I like box press cigars, so I, I was thinking about this uh, before we got on the show here. I really like the new one by Christian Aroa, his first 20 years. Yes. Little <coughs> darker than what I would normally smoke. Formerly known as Prinsado, now known as Box Press. <laughs> That's not true. He had a size that was called Prinsado. Okay. Um, in his uh, Aroa line, not the first 20 years. Um, I like the Corona size in the first 20 years, Box Pressed. I'm a fan of every single one of the Recluse cigars, whether it's the Habano, whether it's the original
1: OTG, um, or the Amadeus. I like them all. Yeah. I'm getting through Cigar Journal. I'm a cigar taster for Cigar Journal magazine. And this uh, last one that just came in, a lot of box-pressed. So uh, this might be the year of the box press. Looks like a lot of stuff is coming out box press. I have no idea what they are because there's just numbers on them. But there was a lot of box-pressed on there. And, um there isn't a whole bunch out there that it could be, so I got to imagine these are new things unless they' give me unless they're really tricking me up and giving me the same thing over and over and see if I say they're different, but they're good, and everyone drew you know I got to say what the drawer is they and knowing this everyone drew and, and it got me thinking that wow, I don't think I've ever had a tight drawing box press cigar I can ever remember, so um, do you
4: have a favorite box press?
1: Uh, I'm going to say it's probably Padrone. Padron, 1964. Um, Rocky Patel did a good job mm. with his box press. That was. Um, the
4: vintage 92, 91. Yeah. They, soft box press?
1: Yeah. yeah. Perdomo has a dynamite. I like
3: his sun grown 20th. It's a soft box press. Yep. So, mm-hmm. kind of a
1: almost an oval shape. But there was an oval cigar. May still be out there. Uh, San Latano. San Latano oval, which was box press on the top and bottom. But nothing constricting the sides to it, so it made an oval, which um, that, that came out from uh, an old cigarette brand, English Ovals. They were squish cigarettes. Probably had good draws.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is there such a thing as a, as a tight arm
3: in a cigarette? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. La Florida Minacana's Double Press, that's done in the box, I believe. Yeah. They load them up, and then those are nailed shut on both sides. Right. One no, layer yeah. on each
1: side. But they do have... A, a piece of wood in between each one to make sure that the sides right um, got like that. So I think you're going to see uh, 2000, uh, maybe 2017 or late 2016, you're going to see a lot of uh, box press cigars, maybe the year of box pressing. I'm surprised that Padron didn't box
3: press their uh, Mm. Connecticut shade, you don't see a lot of that. Perla Del Mar, never see damage. Never see uh, draw problems on it. Recluse Amadeus. Recluse
1: Amadeus. So it can be done. Rocky Patel had done a shade one before, too. It was box-pressed? The vintage was round. No, of a Rocky Patel. I don't remember what it was called. They had made a Connecticut. I think it might might have been a one-and-done. I don't know what it was, but Mm. something from that factory. Uh, Because I get scared when I see a shade box-pressed. You've got to imagine the damage that happens before put in the box and shipped to us. Even if
3: it's pressed while it's kind of still moist, I mean, those wrappers, when they dry out down to 70%, they are a little brittle, but yeah. when they're wet, I would imagine you could...
1: Typically, we, see them. we see them all um, dock heavier tobacco right. like this. Yes. This is a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be, Prince Otto.
4: Yeah, I think this has a couple of years' age on it. The ones we sent out in the yeah. care package have roughly three years of age on it. I oh, thought right. it would have mellowed down Um, It seems like the cedar spice has been enhanced, but the the strength definitely hasn't dissipated.
1: It's a cinnamon bomb. It's a cinnamon roll. It's a cinnamon roll.
4: With a little hint of cedar. Cedar cinnamon roll, cinnamon
5: roll, Uh,
1: cinnamon roll.
3: I might have to take it away from him. Yeah? I might have to take it away from him. He uses it too much.
1: Just when I talk about what it tastes like.
3: It's unnecessary to go 37 times. Yes, (laughs)
2: I love cinnamon rolls. See what I mean? You guys have the Barry
1: Stein, oh, Barry Stein said it, and you got some big thing, a bloom, a music sound thing that happens, and I have something more more identifying
3: to the exact taste of it. When Barry says cedar, over and over again, he's still getting the cedar. So it doesn't sound like Barry Stein every time he does it. It's the one time he gets the taste. That's it. Drop the mic. Walk away. So
1: your you've is... got
3: three or four or probably seven different cuts of that same cinnamon
1: roll thing, and he's going to keep plaguing us for the whole hour. He is not. I'm against it's it. It's just every time it's brought up, just to remind you what it is, especially the listener that's smoking along with it and says... You know, I'm forgetting what this tastes like. <laughs> is this more like cedar what Barry is saying, or is it more cinnamon, cinnamon roll? roll?
4: Cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll. What's impressive is there's also that heavy on, <laughs> <Synonym>. <laughs> Yes, yeah. on the aroma. It is. It's it's <laughs> packed
1: with it. Um we put a um a little story out there, editorial this week on uh, splitting wrappers. Repaired, uh, repair them like a surgeon. Uh, coming from you, Barry, teaching me this, um, which is when the cigar splits. As you're smoking the cigar, you start getting a split up with where the ashes meeting the cigar. It's starting to split, and it acts at that point like um, a, a broken window. Yes. That, it's gonna gonna keep keep, cracking, crack and it keeps cracking, get worse it. and worse. So you've you've all gone through it. What do you do at that point? And go on to the cigar authority. You'll see how you end up repairing that by using your Vertigo lighter and using that jet and just touching up that split at the at the base of the split, and it actually cauterizes and stops it off. So check that out on the cigarauthority.com page. How to fix your cigar. I got a lot of uh, letters and stuff on that awesome. saying, uh, "What do we?" Uh, I've, I've learned something. I tried it. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. So I did saying? it this
3: week as an experiment. I had a cigar uh, that was damaged pretty bad. It had a U-shaped split that was an inch and a half long, and the splits going a- around the cigar were probably a half an inch. So imagine this thing split all the way around halfway down the thickness of it in this big U-shape, and I just
1: wanted to see how well it worked, and I touched both sides and it smoked right through right no through problem it. and that's right. it. Stop it stop it stop it it's a problem act like a surgeon Dude, these are things you learn mm-hmm. on the show and
4: on know. a broken car window you can use clear nail polish and it'll stop it from splitting more from, further further not long term you, you just know, know
3: it, everything about splits as, yes
4: you know you like you ever a do split? a split no no <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can do a split right i bet I, you can i still can get pretty low i yeah. still get pretty low I'm sure
1: you can <laughs> okay, we're smoking the Alec Bradley Prinzado and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to plow through a bunch of letters from the mailbag. They're piling up, so we're going to uh, take care of them as we uh, get uh, our comments and um, questions to add to that later. The FDA might be having some money issues to contend with, and that might be a relief for cigar companies out there. We'll explain that when we come back, too. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network
6: Truly bold cigars like a good story Perfectly crafted throughout
0: And you never want it to end Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho
3: Corojo is hand built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and
0: fine tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality.
2: Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors. All finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well.
0: Or visit
4: diamondcrown.com.
3: You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's sponsor's deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the sponsor's deal to see what this week's sponsor's deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoguyscigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The sponsor's deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me,
0: this is Victor Vitale, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
1: And we are back live from the La Dominicana Cigar Studios today in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. The letters are piling up, so we thought we'd plow through them as we play a little catch up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And uh, we love the letters. We love the letters coming in. I know we don't get to them all that much, so we're going to try to plow through a bunch of them. But yeah. first off, sponsors pack, the last commercial you just heard, um, the one that's out there right now is the La, Ro- La Aurora,
4: 39
1: Thirty nine ninety nine. You get uh, a six, seven, eight,
4: nine cigars. Nine
1: cigars. Nine cigars. Huge value, Thirty nine ninety nine.
4: dollars mm-hmm. yep. There's a couple of rarities in there, too. The, uh, one of them being the uh, Isla Manhattan, which okay. is only available in Manhattan, and... Hasn't been made for a while now. Okay. So in this won't. coming weeks at twelve o'clock on Monday, it will switch over to the Xeno Pack. Xeno Pack, which will have uh, two embassy selections in it, which is something that I don't think is available anymore. Yeah, in L.A. the L.A. the uh, the make of Los Angeles. Yeah, the Art Series, and uh, four
1: Sumatras and one Brazilian. Yes. You may not have n- ever smoked those type of cigars before. Um, those are very unique type of cigars, so we're going to include those in there, too, and beef it up. Uh, I don't see a price on it, but...
4: I think it's thirty nine ninety nine. 99 Really? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Good price. Good
4: price. It's a great price. There we
1: go. So that's the Sponsors Pack. The idea with the Sponsors Pack is we put that together so you can help our sponsors uh, by buying their products, and they, in turn, are helping us because they are supporting the Cigar Authority through advertising, and we'll keep the show... Help broad. us. Help you. Help us, help them. That's it. That's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, and you as the consumer, it's a win situation because the price is unbelievable. So yeah. win, win, win situation. That's what we try to make happen. So uh, let's now hear some bad things about <laughs> us.
5: <laughs> the
3: following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Bo writes, Hi, guys. I've attended <laughs> Dave's Cigar School, and it is great. I do have a Cigar 101 question. Can you talk about when it is the right time to touch up the cigar if the burn is getting uneven? Also, what is the best way
1: to touch it up? Thanks, guys. Bo. All right, Barry Stein, I think uh, you're the player on this one.
4: I think it's really personal preference. I mean, some people think that a wavy cigar burn isn't good. I saw somebody post on a Facebook group that it was slightly wavy, that it was a bad burn. No, that's not a bad burn. The only time you really want to touch it up is if you start to notice the cigar's canoeing. So a canoe is basically the top wrapper is burning, but the bottom, of the wrapper is not burning. So you want to give a quick touch to the bottom, and it'll spark it up, and it'll slowly start to catch up.
1: Well, you as a guy that does most of the reviews on the Cigar Authority, you mention that often of how well it's burning, burning yeah. even though it's not going to have a, any kind of... Difference in taste, if it's slightly off,
4: it's still you. You want a cigar to be well constructed, yeah, and you can tell by the burn of the cigar if it was constructed properly. If they put the the heavier
1: tobacco directly in the center where it it goes, so it burns properly. Uh, There's a couple of ways to actually touch up your cigar. One is to use a jet lighter and actually heat up um, the part that's toast the pots that that's burning slower, so you're speeding that process. Another way to do it is on the pot that's burning faster. You can lick your finger, and then right below the, where it's burning fast, you just moisten that tobacco with the wetness on, on your finger, it's going to slow that down. So two ways to catch it yep. up, that
4: actually works very well. I
3: tried to answer my question. question yep. on that. If you're wetting your cigar with your finger. How are you
1: any different than the guy that puts the cigar in his mouth before he likes it? Because nobody's going to put the lid end in your mouth because you've said it every single hour. Yeah, like, I did Keep it. the lid end out of your mouth. <laughs> I did it this week. People still you do it. You have done it. I did it this week. Okay. Not your first time. No, not no. my first time. I've never done it. You've never done it. I've never and put see, the lid see, end in See, I my heard mouth.
4: that you did it once. Never. I heard that you once said that I can't see how somebody could do this. And then somebody that we all used to work together said that there was that one time you put it in. And you are welcome to the club.
3: No, there were there. There has been times when I've taken the lid in, put it in my mouth on purpose, and not touched it, and then blown out of the cigar. Shotgunning, shotgunning, but not. <laughs> shotgunning. Is that what in that's term. Yes. Shotgun. <laughs>
4: it's a drug and, term. And by the way, if that's, <laughs> if, if that's our friend Bo, I got a, I got a tip for him. You might want to remove the band before the cigar reaches the band. Oh, is he smoking? right through the he band? He posts pictures on Facebook all the time. as the uh, as the band is slightly beginning to turn the color, and he uses the hashtag kissing the band. Ah. No, that's not the right way to do it. What if you're
1: smoking Leaf by Oscar?
4: Well, then you can smoke through it, even though Jim suggests against it, yes. but it is homogenized tobacco. Yes, the band itself. I like smoking through the Leaf by Oscar. But kiss the
1: band. Kiss Isn't the that...
4: band is what he calls it.
3: There we go. Listen, if that's what he's into and he doesn't mind it, I, I do find you can smell a little bit of the chemicals burning from mm-hmm. the, the cigar ring. So I'm not a fan of it, but, you know, it's not uncommon. It'll get a little discolored there, and now you know it's heated up enough to the
1: point where the glue's going to release from the wrapper. I'm okay with it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that take the band off immediately, which is a mistake. It yes. is. A mistake. Why is it a mistake? Because they actually touch a little of the fruit pectin uh On cello glue. cigars. And they put it on the band and and like glue it to it on purpose. So they put the cellophane. The cellophane doesn't slide down. Now this I know was uncellophane because the band is sliding. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So they didn't sliding. glue it. Yeah. So, but some of them, it seems like it doesn't slide at all, and that's because it's it's touched. Now by heating it up, and as you get closer to mm-hmm. it, it starts shrinking down because it's heated up and mm-hmm. loosens up, pops it, and then it comes off. Without a problem, no tearing of the wrapper. Right, so that's the or minimal minimal
3: tearing. All right, all right. Uh, This is uh, Blue Water writing. It looks like directly to Dave. Dave, yes. Like many, I was not lighting my cigars correctly until I saw you guys do it on the podcast. The whole tilting thing really does make a difference, and that's when we we're using a jet lighter and we create a forty-five degree angle, allowing the heat to escape vertically and not go directly into the cigar. Still, questions on how to properly light seem to be endlessly showing up. Because it's such a visual explanation, I wanted to create a diagram that shows exactly what you guys described as the proper method. I wanted to submit this to you guys. Maybe it could be a blog post. I think it would be a fantastic resource. I've attached the PDF. Looking forward to hearing what you
1: think. Signed, Pete. And I saw the PDF. um, And what he wrote at the bottom of the PDF on the page itself is this is protected, uh, trademarked, or whatever, of what he gave me. So I, I don't know if he's saying post it, but yet he has uh, trademarked it. So he
3: trademarked it under
1: himself, he, even though it's our information? Cop, copyrighted it, copywritten by whatever. So that's why I didn't do it yet, yep. but it, what, it, what does that mean, Barry? Are we supposed to do it? We if not? he gives
4: us written permission, then yeah. we can do it. Okay. If he doesn't give us written permission, then we can't do it. Is, would you call that written permission? Yeah. I thought it, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll forward it to you, and then we'll
1: we'll put his diagram there. I mean, I'll there. follow
4: up with him, and I'll ask him, you know, so there's no gray area. Yes. Is it okay to post this?
3: Why, why? if it's our information, is he putting his copyright on it?
4: Well, his words. It's. You he, know, he drew the pictures. Somebody away. could okay. have told somebody the, the idea for War and Peace, but the guy that wrote it is the guy that has the copyright.
1: Did someone do that to the guy that wrote no, War and Peace? I don't know. I don't know if you know that it was originally supposed to be called War. What is it good for? <laughs> I'm no, it's so true. glad you took the yeah. bait. It's true. Okay. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's true. All right. So, uh, you guys
3: will remember the Boutique Cigar Boom is Over editorial that David wrote, and this is a comment from the website uh, that was forwarded on to me. Uh, the Skins Factory writes... I don't know where he's going with that. I don't know. That's scary. It puts
1: the lotion in the basket. There we go. It does. Put the lotion in the basket.
3: I don't disagree completely since you apparently have the numbers to back this up, but I'm finding some of the best tasting cigars are coming from the smaller brands, and your thesis was the boutique cigar boom is over, so we're going to see less and less boutiques and people buying more of the regular stuff.
1: FDA was a big reason for it, but we'll get into that later on.
3: Uh, Las Calaveras by Crown Head, Sober Mesa uh, by Dunbarton and Trust as two examples. Maybe,
4: those, those are made from big factories. Right. Those
3: are big factories. I didn't write it, man. I'm just reading. Okay. Uh, maybe the smaller brands should team up, much like how Image Comics did once. Uh, Image Comics was a bunch of ex Marvel and DC artists and creators who each had their own imprint but published their comic books under one master brand. They still retain their identity and governed their own destinies, uh, but they all owned their own companies and products. They found they had strength in numbers, and this is how Spawn and Witchblade came to be. So what if cigar brands like Warped, Crown Heads, Dunbarton, and some other quality brands joined forces and distributed under a common identity? They would pool their resources for sales, marketing, and distribution. Isn't that what the really big guys do? I would argue
1: um, it's, it is a great idea, and it's been, t- it's been tested before. Uh, Christian Aroa tested it early on in the second time around and brought in other people, and that slowly faded away. Uh, other companies have tried it and bring somebody else in. The problem that happens in this industry, I believe, is the personalities. <coughs> Type A personalities or type A personalities. And somebody else is you know, is controlling what's going on out there, and they, and they want to have control over the rep. They want to have control over this. Uh, I would like to see it because they could pull you know, a guy coming in and doing his whole thing, flying in and doing everything, and then later on in the day somebody else flew in, stays at the hotel and everything. And, oh, wouldn't it be nice if the guy had five pages on his thing and says, while well, I'm here, let's go through all five. But then they worry about which one did you show first, and the guy ended up buying your first one, and you got me as number five. And by the time that happens, the store has bought their allotment of cigars mm-hmm. that day. And there's all kinds of things that, that happen and why it doesn't happen.
3: Something that is <clears> always, <throat> I found curious about the cigar industry is you got Las Calaveras made by um, Crown Heads. Crown Heads, but it's made in the at factory. My father, at my and father, and also
4: some is made at uh, EP's factory. E- so, or something like why that? Why
3: not tag on to the reps that they have there and sell that product? Because my father touts that they make it. Why not also sell it? And then
1: you don't have the added expense for the guy. The one that comes to mind, perfect example, is My Father's Cigars and Tatuaje. Why isn't that the same? You know, sometimes they're traveling together and everything. Sometimes? Right, all the time. (laughs) And uh, they're wasting resources, double the resources when it could be uh, all one Across, You're talking about a million dollars worth of um, reps that are out there. I don't want to take any business away from the reps, but, you know, my father's rep comes in, and then later on the Tatawahi rep comes in, and he makes it exclusively only with them. So wouldn't you imagine them to be the same? Then you got La there's there's actually the same people. There's two that are supposedly two different owned companies. Right. And it's the same rep. It is the same rep.
3: Well, there's some pooling of resources there. A little bit. But, but that's...
4: Is it the same rep in every territory? I don't it's know. The same in our territory.
3: Right, right. I don't know that answer. I don't
1: know. But I think the, it makes sense. I think the
3: know. answer there, Mr. Skins, is uh, type A personalities. They don't so, play well so with each other. When
1: you look this guy up to see what he does for a living,
3: if you've done that, no. But my Sk- guess is condoms. Really? It's either condoms or the things that go on the outside of uh, big water bottles on the cooler. I was thinking porn site or something.
1: Skin.
4: So usually it's me that goes there. Really? No. Yeah, you've was been hanging thinking, around me too much. As I
1: heard it, I go, oh, geez, what's this guy or whatever. It came Maybe from, he's a moil. This came from you. <laughs> this
4: didn't come from you. Yes, me. I forwarded it to you from the website.
1: So they went to the Cigar Authority sure. website. So they like, didn't go on to. Um, they didn't contact us. Contact, they did it no, as
4: a comment. As a comment on the original post.
1: Okay, so good catch for you because I wouldn't have caught that myself.
3: All right. Uh, Barry writes. Not me. Different Barry. All right. Uh, through the Contact Us page. We'll, hey see about th- we'll
1: see about that. Yeah. As
3: usual, the sixth anniversary show was terrific. You guys do a great job balancing humor, if that's what you want to call it, education and fun. As you were reminiscing about your favorite moments over the years, one really popped out in my mind. In my opinion, one of the best shows ever was when you played the outtakes from your commercials. Ah, Priceless. Oh. That was fun. What a great show. That was yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? If you can let me know the date of that show, I would love to go back and listen to it. Thanks oh. for all of the shows and all you do for the cigar community. Uh, where does Maryland fall in terms of your listening audience? I hope I'm not the only one. Long Ashes, Barry Simon.
4: It was in the top 15. Yeah? was yeah. um,
1: in the top 15. That was fun. We, we, that was we, somewhere we, around the two-year mark. That's far back. Really? It's been a long time. Yeah, what we did is just run the recorder as we were doing outtakes. Right. And then at the end of it, while we were doing it, we said, this is some funny stuff. Maybe we can use some of this. And we ended up doing it. And it was funny to listen to for sure. Um, But we need more advertisers to make more commercials. So what happened is we had three or four. Well, the other thing is this was so early on in the show,
3: we were terrible with the whole concept of live reading I mean as opposed to how we are now
5: <laughs> we're better now
3: oh really there's not as many outtakes okay. now as there were then and we didn't always have a script it was this is what we're going to say okay ready go yeah and that's where know, some of the outtakes you came know what from. though
2: we could definitely replicate Right. So th- I think what made that so funny was our banter, Dave, with Jonathan. <laughs> like, he'd start off with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Like, this right. is Arnold. And by, like, the third sentence, it's back to Mr. Jonathan. Right. <laughs> we're just, like, crying. <laughs> no, you lost the voice. You're yeah. you again. You can't you be guys, you. you guys kept making so would me still start happen.
3: over instead of just let me start in the middle where I because lost Because by the it. middle, you were back to your normal Jonathan voice. My thesis then, as it is now, is if I started in the middle... Where I left off, where I became me, I could be Arnold for a couple more sentences, and we could cut and paste them all together. But My you guys were like, no, we were to, do it from the beginning.
2: If we were to record commercials today, right now, you would start off in, say, an Arnold voice, and by the third sentence, you would go back I to I can't you. help
3: it. I'm me. This is who I am.
1: This is it. Yep.
3: All right. We're not professionals. We also, know it. Also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, uh, Vic writes, Dave, I know one of your commandments – is not to cut a cigar in half for two different occasions. However, as I expressed in my concern two weeks ago on the banana cigar, I'm asking if it's okay uh, if I know I can't handle that much and wish to divide and smoke on two different occasions. What's a banana cigar? I have no idea. No
2: idea. Nothing.
3: Maybe it's shaped like a banana.
1: Maybe it's very long. Can't. Presidente. Please don't cut a cigar in half. Buy two Robustos. Just buy two Robustos, man. You got an extra dollar into it, just do it. And if you got a a cigar like Double
3: R, which is a a Double Corona, you know, it's a Churchill-sized cigar. Oh, talk about ruining a cigar. You wreck it. If you don't have time to smoke, if you
1: don't have the two hours or hour and a half, if you smoke fast, just don't smoke that. Smoke Mm. a shorter cigar. Make time to smoke the cigar you're going to smoke. You pick a Robusto out and you say, I'm going to smoke for 45 minutes. Take that. Choose that. And as a cigar smoker, you should
3: have many different sizes in your humidor. And I'll give you an example. Yesterday, sun is shining. I got the day off, and it's finally nice out on a day off. I've been hosed with days off for the past two months. It's raining every single time. It's finally sunny out. It's nice out. But I only have 20 minutes to smoke a cigar. So I grab a little petite Corona, and I head out, and I walk the beach, and I smoke my cigar. And that's all I had was 20 minutes, so I smoked a 20-minute cigar. I didn't grab a Churchill. Even though I like the flavor of the Churchill,
4: I went with a small one because that's all yeah. I had time for. Yeah. Also, when the cigar is being bunched, the roller will place tobacco at certain places within the cigar. Yeah, absolutely. Changes so when built you're in. cutting it, you're changing the blend. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's just not meant to be done like that. That's it. So please don't do that for, you, for your sake. Do whatever you want to do, but we're trying to make your smoking
2: experience better.
1: Dave, no, why we say what could, we say. could
2: you say, as an example, right, I'm going to go to the beer yeah. industry and yeah. the craft beer, and you crack a nice, say, Heady Topper, which is one of the best beers out there. It's an IPA. Okay. And you pour it into a glass, and you only finish it halfway. You're not going to put that beer even back in the fridge and come yeah. back to it the next day and drink it because it'd be awful. Right? I mean.
4: That's how I feel about leftovers, to be honest with you. <laughs> Eat it all. Except pizza. I like pizza the next day. Yeah. Never, it's
1: never happened to me, but I, I hear it's good the next day. But
4: I just can't. It talks to me.
1: It, we got to go back. To I didn't know. Guys. So I didn't, you don't think
3: food talks to you. It talks I didn't to know me. that food had a voice until it, you oh said my that to God. me. And then next thing I know, I can hear it. It's in the other room and it's yelling
1: out. To yeah, me. hey, I'm yeah. over here. There's a slice left. <laughs> just one there's a slice left. And there's, there's no, other. And there's other people around. I don't care how <laughs> full you are
3: either. There is no cutting a slice of pizza in half. That's probably the best example. Mm. You don't cut a slice of pizza in half <laughs> because you're only hungry for half a slice of pizza.
1: You eat the slice of pizza there and you be go. a man. You're on bookends over here. Look who you're talking to. Please. Please, I'm in the choir. Have you, have you
4: ever taken the two slices, put them on top of each other, fold them? you need the two. I slices. never did. Ooh, it's it's a pizza sandwich, yeah.
1: and uh, that's I don't it's fold it. it. It's an industry term. I <laughs> put the two slices together, and I go to town with the two slices. I've seen you do it, Jonathan. Oh
4: yeah, that's the way to go. The opening scene of Saturday Night Fever, as John Travolta's character doing that walking 86th Street in Brooklyn, New York, where I grew up. Okay, so I had to do it.
1: The end. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me give away the ending on this. It still tastes like pizza. <laughs> do, do you eat the pizza straight on, or do you fold it to begin with?
4: I well, fold it in
1: half. So if you fold it, you've got the pizza sandwich going on anyway. Yeah, yeah. but
4: now it's like a double-stuffed like double Oreo. It's like a yeah. double-cheeseburger.
1: It's like an Oreo stuffed in an Oreo. It's not like you have
3: extra sauce and cheese. Just, but I get, you do. But you also have the extra bread. Yes, you do. It tastes like a stromboli. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <clears throat> Moving right along, and God, I hope the next one doesn't talk about food. Oh wait, the last one didn't talk about food. <laughs> uh, Rico writes, Rico. "Hey guys, first and foremost, great cast of characters you have on the show, except for that racist Mr. J." Oh, oh here we God. go. I
4: wrote. Just kidding. <laughs> I wrote this one. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: I have a suggestion for the show. How about listeners calling in on the live show to give you guys tips or suggestions on cigars? I've been listening to this mess for about four years now, and it's surprising how many times you guys haven't smoked certain cigars. There should be a segment on a cigar you haven't smoked or carry in your stores. We do all the time. You guys are sleeping on the Enki cigar made by Carell Martinez. Enke. I'm just going to bet even money Rico works for that company. Yeah. And you got a What's free plug. En- Enki,
4: do you know it? Mm, I've heard I, of
3: it. I've seen it at the trade I, show. I
4: mean, it was, with, it was a red band. Wasn't that made by, uh, who's the guy that passed away in Miami?
3: E-N-K-I.
4: I thought he had something to do with the guy that passed away in Miami. Burgess? No, um, no uh, Kiki Burger. Yeah. I thought Anki had something to do with Kiki Burger back in the day.
1: I don't know. They'd send us some cigars and we'll smoke them, them on mean, the show. Send it to us. If we don't carry it. I could go to somebody's store and see if I can find it, but I've never heard of it, so it's probably going to be hard to find. I saw them when I lived in Florida. I haven't seen them since.
3: Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, are we going to walk around into other people's cigar shops to look for cigars that we...
1: When I do go to somebody else's shop, I do walk around yeah, and look for get, cigars that I don't get something smoke. you've never smoked before. Right. Yeah. Maybe you find a gem. But I have to buy four of them, and I don't know if it's any good, and then if it's not any good, we come on the show and we heard a little guy that will right. carry his brand.
3: Really, the answer would be to send more than four, and that way we can smoke it in advance. And if
1: it's awful, we'll just say it's awful. Send and eight, we smoke we'll it. smoke it. And, yeah. and if we don't smoke your cigar, consider it a blessing. because <laughs> it's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, uh, following. We, you know, we, we smoke a lot of cigars, and we, we say it all the time, Jonathan, being, being a buyer of it, that you, you're smoking the cigars, we decide we're not going to buy it for whatever reason it is, and um, it's... You know, us smoking the crap so you don't have to. Correct. So why aren't we smoking certain cigars so you don't have to smoke them? And that doesn't... We're trying to bring up good cigars. People do come in... And maybe that is a good cigar. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have never smoked it. People come in. It happened to me this
3: morning. Someone came in with a band in their wallet. They went on a trip down to Florida, and they showed me a band, and I've heard of the cigar, and it's inconsistent, so it'll remain nameless, and it's why we don't carry it in the shop, and this guy got a good one. Yeah, and he saved the band. He's all excited. He's going to take over buying for Two Guys Smoke Shop. Why don't you spend $10,000 on this brand? Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, we we did carry it at one point, and its lack of consistency is why it went So how do you buys. handle that? What do you say? We just don't carry it any longer. No, I said we, we, we carried it at one point, and uh, it is good. And uh, unfortunately, it's just in space on the shelves, and Here we go. I walked away. Be
1: debonair, right? I tried to be debonair. I'm, I'm like uh, Mr. Debonair today. wasn't too debonair. We'll get into that later on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chuck. I'm innocent. Yeah, Chuck, say, that's what you're going
2: to say, say to the uh, judge later, yes. but okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. What we talk about on the show is it has no admission of guilt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, Steven writes through the
3: Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. I live in Templeton, California, okay. and I work in a cigar store in Paso Robles. California's our number one?
4: Yeah, I think it was. Number one. And I think Paso Robles is where uh, Doc Stogie Fresh lives. Okay. There we go.
3: I started watching your podcasts about two months ago, and I love them. I get so much info from you guys, I should get school credits. Keep on doing what you're doing. It is very helpful to those of us that love cigars. I was a Cigar Dave fan, but your show has much more information. Thank you. God, Dave is the uh,
1: godfather of this, though. Yes, he is. You yeah, so can't take that away from him, for sure. he
4: show is more like politics than stuff. It starts. is more a
3: political. Politics.
1: He's a real radio guy. Yeah. You know, he's a real radio guy and uh, doing a good job, and he's the guy that started it all for, for all of us. And, uh, listen, uh, he is who he is, and that's it. He's doing a good job, but California's doing a good job for us, so tell your friends.
3: I think all the haters realized how much I like their mail because uh, we haven't had any bad ones in a while. And as we go through these, they're all good because I – don't read the good ones often. Right, the ones so. you'll hold back. Uh, Tony writes, good afternoon, gentlemen. I was able to catch up with your show today. Congratulations on your sixth year. It is the best show out there. Keep up the good work. On a side note, I have started developing the story. So far, so good. Oh, just a guy forward, that's writing the oh. movie. Looking forward to you guys taking a look when it's finished. Have a great rest of the week, Tony. All right,
1: this is a Tony Hall- Mendoza, the California uh, guy, right? Vegas. Oh, Vegas, that's right. The guy writing the Tony movie Mendoza's. that we had all those questions about. Right, so we gave him the answers to those questions, and uh, he's developing a storyline. And uh, before you know it, there'll be a movie, and we'll see where that goes. And we'll, we'll keep just you abreast.
4: saying, we want a cameo in the movie. I want one. A <laughs> walk-on or something. We could be the extras in the cigar lounge smoking cigars.
1: Or that they're, they're all sitting around, and in the background is the TV and the show's playing or something. Something little. We don't even have to be there. We don't even need credits at the end of the movie. I'll take the credit. Yes. All right, take the credit. <laughs> yeah. you, you can have it.
3: Um, Bo writes through the Contact Us page, Hi, guys. Great show today. You mentioned doing a show from a foreign location. Why not asking Nick Perdomo to host you in Esteli? That would be amazing. Uh, because I don't do third world countries. That's
1: why. You have done them. Have All you right. ever done Nicaragua? No. I don't Nicaragua's want Nicaragua's nice. No.
4: Yuck.
3: Plains. I like Honduras People. is rough. I'm not
1: going yes. there either. I like no. the
4: simplicity of Esteli better than the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Going to Esteli, it feels like you've stepped back in time. Yeah. you got
1: we, the we, horse-drawn carriages. We, 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 we owe a time on the road. It's due. Why?
4: We like it here.
1: Let's go back to
2: Connecticut. <laughs> it's comfortable. And,
4: uh,
1: Connecticut's good.
2: Explore some pizza joints.
4: Yes. Let's do a pizza tour of New
1: York. That's good. Wow. That's good. And you're probably the perfect
4: yeah. guy to take us around. Yeah. Maybe broadcast from uh, either Cigar Inn, Davidoff, Nat Sherman.
3: The only issue I have Or the that. pizza place. Or the pizza place. Is, yes.
4: By the
1: time we get to the third pizza place, I'm full. You guys are just getting warmed up. <laughs> you know, we got Skip Martin coming on next week on the show, and I've been following him on social media. He's in Pennsylvania, and he's going to steak and cheese places yep. the whole time. Nice. Holy God, if there was something I'd want to do is go around, go into all the different steak and cheese That's
5: places. That's where they put cheese
4: Whiz on
1: the
5: thing. Some it's of the
4: gross. places.
1: Yeah, some of do, the places. some don't. Some of the places. And I've done both of those that are across the street from each other. I don't yeah, know.
4: those are tourist traps. The best one yeah. is Tony Luke's. Okay, according to you. Yes, it's on East Oregon Street. We're going to
1: see what, what uh, Skip Martin has to say because he's hitting. The, have you hit a lot of them?
4: I've hit about four or five. Yeah? I don't think that counts as a lot, but Tony Luke's, hands down. Yeah, I've
1: got to take you to the, the Blasies in Everett. Where I grew up, I took you and you ate it. I ate it. It Was good. They also have the best. There's also Bob's Food Store in Medford, another great one. It's called Bob's Food Food Store. Store. That's it. Is it a supermarket? It has a little bit of supermarket, Italian supermarket stuff, but uh, mostly sandwiches. You walk in the back and they get the sandwiches. Awesome.
4: Nice prosciutto. Everything. And it's a front
1: for the for
3: the mob, and they got could be bodies hanging. Whatever. The The food is really good. Okay.
4: (laughs) Philadelphia has the best rodigio restaurant I've ever been to. Which is a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. You know, the green for more, the red for some. Yes, I like it. They lose money on it. Yeah, me too. Me too. They see me. You you go home now.
1: (laughs) Four (laughs) hours. For hours. (laughs) You go home now. John Panette. Jumping back into our mailbag. Would you do a food podcast? (laughs) (laughs) We already have that. It's called the Cigar
3: Authority. Um, Also submitted through the Contact Us page, Michael writes, you wanted an idea for the show. Add a gong for bad comments like you have a ding
1: for awesome comments. I'm looking for a sound effect. Something, because the bell is a, is a simple thing. It's just a, a little metal thing, and you hit it, and, <coughs> the, and the bell goes. And it requires no electricity, no batteries, no nothing. Well, a
2: gong would fit that criteria. You could
3: have a big like gong a... hanging from the thing, and you whack it with the. Yeah. Hammer.
1: All right. We'll put that on the budget. <laughs> gong. Where do you get a gong? I don't know. <laughs> you go to the
3: gong store.
1: Right. Yeah. We do need a, a, I want a buzzer like, you know, that says wrong, right? That would be the sound. Yep. It's
2: annoying, right? We should record the buzzer sound. That'd be funny. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) All right. We got time for one more here. One more. One more. Uh, Eric writes to the Contact Us page, on the show, Barry couldn't think of a movie where Amanda Sante was smoking a cigar. Uh, This was taken from. Who wrote this? This is uh, Eric. Okay. Uh, this was taken from the cigar aficionado. Asante nods and smiles when he is pointed out that more than a dozen, maybe two dozen, of his movies on the beach, Hoffa, Passion, Paradise, Gaudi, The Mambo Kings, Two for the Money, American Gangsta, and California Dreamin', just to name a few, feature his character smoking a cigar. Love the show, guys.
1: He's big into cigars. You got that wrong.
4: Yeah, I, just, I can't remember him visually and... Those movies. Yeah, he's done 100 movies. We had him on the show. I know he was in American Gangster. I don't remember him in Hoffa. This is Armand Asante, and you are listening to the (laughs) Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. He's such a legal voice. Yes.
3: He was fun. He
1: was a good time. He was fun.
3: When he ever said he was going to do a 20-minute speech, and when he ever said, you know what, i got a whole thing planned, but would you guys rather do questions and answers, and then a room full of people that I've never seen shut up? Yes. Hung on every word. Yeah. They asked intelligent questions. 50 people shutting their mouths, sitting on the edge of the seat. I'm walking around with a thermometer taking people's temperatures. They're obviously delirious. All, you know, this
1: intelligence comes out of nowhere. It was great. We're going to try to pull that off again with Rob Weiss. Yes, we, we are. have him coming up, and we'll tell you about that Fired uh, up. when we get to that. Friday the 13th. <laughs> okay, so your thoughts. Uh, we're getting really through the cigar. This is the Alec Bradley Prensato. Um, you got anything? I'm going to defer to you on this one. Oh, it is like a cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll,
5: cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll,
3: cinnamon roll. Barry, I know you hate this as much as I do, but
1: you encourage it. <laughs> yes. I like Why? The, I like to poke the bear. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, the newest box press cigar is out there by a family who brought the box press cigar to America. And what's up in the cigar world? We're going to look at a uh, possibly sigh of relief for cigar manufacturers with looming FDA regulations holding over our heads. It looks like the lack of money might be our savior in time. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And other than where to get the best steak and cheese in Philly and
3: where the pizza joints are in New York, you've learned nothing Nothing. during the last hour of this show except keep the lid end out of your mouth.
2: Finally, found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionato. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the U.S.A. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co.
4: Savor this moment. The Sparks of Conversation the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic, the Avo Classic. Savor a composition of hand-crafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco, richly complex,
1: yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors,
4: a duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic, saber every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at ABO.com.
0: Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours?
2: In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room small batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life, Music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Rafael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Rafael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul.
4: This The crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta Is the
0: Cigar Authority Where are your badges? The Authority We ain't got no badges On everything cigar I don't have to show you any stinking badges With your host, Ho, ho,
4: slow down there, Speed
0: Racer David Garofalo Put that coffee down coffee to closes own. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry stunned.
2: Bad guy in a little cog. Bad guy in a little cog. Don't.
0: <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. I went
2: to magic camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <sighs> it's
0: time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah!
1: And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. They brought Box press cigars to America first, and they have a new brand size that I'm dying to try. I haven't tried it yet. We're going to get to that. The FDA is a game changer in the cigar industry, and it looks like there is not enough money in the game to be played, which is possibly the best thing to happen to cigars since the jet lighter. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. That's a bold
3: statement right there. there. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, That is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean, where you can set it
1: and forget it. You know what I will say about uh, all the other shows that are out there? We used to say that none of the other shows actually smoke cigars really on the show, well, and a man, lot of them do now, man, almost, man. almost everything is out there. There's a couple out there still making believe, but, um, you know, that's why we don't do the show inside a studio, we do inside a cigar shop or someplace where we're allowed to smoke, because what is a cigar show unless you're really smoking a cigar? Cooking shows that make believe like they're doing <laughs> cooking. Well, which... really,
3: would would be what would, our show would be like if Julia Child spent her time talking about cigars, because we spend our time talking about food.
1: No, we don't. So, a little something because we're tasting, talking about flavors, yes. so we talk about uh, the flavor of the cigar. Here's oh, Chuck. Thank you, sir. All right. So, Barry, here is a cigar I've been dying to try. I have purposely not lit the cigar up yet because I'm dying to try it.
4: Well, today's second cigar is part of the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series. And as with all cigars in this series, the Hermoso is box-pressed and handcrafted with sun-grown tobacco grown in Nicaragua and is aged a minimum of four years. The result is a cigar with smooth and complex fav- flavors. It's packaged in 26-count boxes. The word Hermoso means beautiful, and it measures 4 by 56 and is available in both natural and Maduro wrappers with an MSRP of 1250 before any local taxes.
1: Okay, this is a um,
4: like a nub cigar.
1: Mm. It's four inches long by 56 box pressed. <coughs> we're smoking
4: the natural. Did you smoke the natural? I smoked the natural. And in Nashville, we were saying the cigars are reminiscent of your fingers. It, they are. Mm-hmm. So I, I like it. It's short and fat
1: and reminiscent <laughs> of my entire body. <laughs> I have a mirror, I know. But um, this will be interesting. This will be interesting in, in flavors of what it is. It's a lot of money for a four-inch cigar, Twelve fifty. Well, 50. Well, a lot of
4: tobacco in there, though. The, yeah,
1: it's a 56. I bet it's going to burn slow, right? What's the, it's so
4: thick. Um, I'm curious to see how this one burns because I got through mine fairly quick when okay. I reviewed it
1: yesterday. All
3: right. Mm-hmm. The um, 64 Toro is uh, what an inch longer than this, right? But thinner. And thinner. Is it thinner? Yep. Yeah. All
1: right.
3: And what is the Toro? Toro's five inches. I thought it was 56, but maybe it's 54.
4: Uh, the TAA one one twelve. Yeah. talking, I think it's six by fifty four. Okay. And how
1: was that priced? That's fifteen. So mm-hmm. this is on, okay. on par with it. All right, it's on par. We'll see what see what happens with it. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered their price. Perdomo cigars—they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And uh, I would say this is soft box-pressed.
4: Yeah, it's not as prominent. It's not as pronounced. Pronounced, that's the word I was looking as for. As the rest as, of the as line. the rest of the line. Absolutely. It definitely doesn't look anything close to the, the Principe, which is four and a half by four. You know 48. what it looks? It looks a little bit like the number four,
3: which is the softest of all the box press before uh-huh. this. Because it's a 60 ring gauge box press. So maybe once mm. that tobacco gets mushed, it, it, there's enough of it in to mush back.
4: Yeah, yeah it's almost round. I mean it's barely box pressed. And the cold drawer tastes like Padron. It's the only way to sum it up. It tastes like Padron.
1: My favorite of all Padrones is the sixty four line. Sixty four was the year that Jose Padron came to the United States, nineteen sixty four. There's the nineteen twenty six version is Jose's birthday. He was born in nineteen twenty six. Do the math, ninety years old, chain smoking cigar. Chain smokes. He smokes way more than I do. Uh, as Avo Yevasian does, too, 90 years old.
3: George Padron, when he comes up to visit, he must smoke 12 a day. Yeah. He just keeps pounding them. He gets
1: them for a better price. <laughs> because you can't smoke these all day long. Yeah, they're they're up there in price, price. But I do like the 64 better because the 26 is m- so much more
4: powerful. This I can really enjoy. We're in the same boat. I enjoy the yeah. 64 more than the 26. All right, so let's fire it up. All right, we're going to light up today with the Vertigo <coughs> Cyclone
3: Two. Triple jet, big-ass tank, big adjustment wheel. It's got the, the flip top that goes past vertical so that the lid doesn't heat up. It's double insulated so it doesn't set your pocket on fire when you're done toasting and lighting your cigar. $14.99 for the Vertigo Cyclone two. Best bang for your buck right here. Yeah, they took a lighter that was already great, and they made it better.
4: And when you're a bigger ring cigar, you need that big ass tank. Yes, you do. Yeah, a triple jet, perfect draw,
1: easy, easy, perfect mm-hmm. draw. I'm going to be on the search for a tight draw and box press cigars. And Everyone. I've smoked a Bajrune A, perfect draw. The, yeah. the um, torpedo, which is a very, uh, is it torpedo a pyramid? I believe they call it. pyramid. Yep. Uh, I don't see that cigar around often. I don't know how often they make that cigar, but Boxpress Pyramid. And it's always a good draw too. It's a weird shaping pyramid, but yep. it's
4: a very pointy tip. But this is a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. Yeah. Toasted marshmallows, courtesy of Ed Santa Maria. That's what he says? Put it in my head. Can't get it out of my head.
5: Berry star.
4: Now, in the interest of fairness, Chuck,
3: you have to push that button every time he talks about anything flavored now. Negative, negative. Because negative. you play the stupid cinnamon bun 14 times. <laughs> cinnamon roll. Whatever
1: it is. Yeah, cinnamon roll Get with the with icing. They, no one in the song mentioned icing. Just saying. This is the natural. Different taste. I haven't smoked a Maduro yet, but I've smoked lots of. My favorite Maduro of all is the Padron 1964 Maduro. I like it better than the natural. Say so I like the natural. Really? Yeah. The Padron Maduro, 1964 Maduro, is dense black forest cake with raspberry filling. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Always. 100%. Yep. So good. Always. So
3: good. Not this. No. No. I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm so with you on the toasted marshmallow. You get just, it gets that golden brown, just a, a couple of hints of the, the black. The it starts to char, a, char yeah. a little. Absolutely. You get that, you know, it pulls off the marshmallow because it's so hot, and that's what you get first, mm-hmm. and you have the rest of the marshmallow to toast? You know,
4: at the wedding, we're going to have a s'mores bar. Ooh. Oh, really? Prices. A bar of s'mores. So all yes. the
3: weight that you've lost at the uh, point right of your back. wedding
4: is going back on the day of. Yeah, and if it's not then, it'll be on the cruise. So Yes. Free food the whole time. Right? Oh, forget yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be banned by day three. <laughs> say, you
1: leave. But we're on a boat. I can't leave. So I, I have a perfect flavor for this. And I don't have a song for it because I never smoked a cigar before but it's like a um, brown cookie there's a there's a cookie out there see if you remember what this is it, it was like a brown cookie and there was marshmallow that went on top and coconut on the top of that sitting on the top and no
4: top on it it was snowballs though no. no it was snow- like the sibling to the malamar because the malamar was the cookie with the marshmallow and chocolate And here it goes again, folks. We become a
1: food show. What is the cookie I'm talking about? It's a round, flat, brown cookie, kind of not densely packed. Right. And then on top of it is like a heap of marshmallow, Mm -hmm. and then coconut browned. like. um, I remember them, but I don't remember what they were called. It's not a snowball. A macaroon? No. No. I like them, but I don't remember what they are. Pinwheels? Pinwheels?
2: Could be. Could it be pinwheels? I thought pinwheels... Were, they have marshmallow and chocolate, but th- it's all contained inside the cookie. So it's like a chocolate coating in the pinwheel, to my memory.
1: Yeah. Samoas, no. Samoa's, no. Nope. That's good though. Yeah. It's close. All Girl Scout cookies are good. Yeah. That's true. Is it Girl Scout cookie season? Yes, it is. It is. They were outside Walmart the other day. Really? Yeah. Okay, going to Walmart. <laughs> Walk right past them. You like to donate, right? You know, one oh, part of the donation. It's it's not because I like it. It's and it has
4: to be the mint cookie. <laughs> yeah. The mint cookie is the best one.
1: The mint I like. I like the Samoas. There you go. See now you're part of the gang here. Well, we're
3: talking about <laughs> yeah. Girl Scout cookies. I can't resist.
1: <laughs> you hang around a barber shop long enough, you get a haircut. Maybe not you. Maybe not you. Shave. Mm. <clears throat> it is the marshmallow like a toasted coconut, and I got the. Graham Cracker-y type of brown cookie. On the I'm with ball. you with the Graham Cracker. The coconut's a stretch. I think you just want Chose a Toast the coconut. I do want a cookie. I want one of those, whatever that is.
3: Well, Laurie, I know you're listening, so uh, <laughs> <find> <laughs> when the it. show's over, go ahead and find those. And,
1: uh, find those before I get home. Send them into Salem for tomorrow so he doesn't take the day off. <clears throat> A lot of smoke, though. Easy draw and a lot of smoke coming out of it. So getting a, little... yes. and because it's short, it's a burst of flavor. Like a robusto is robust in flavor right away. This is even shorter than that, thicker than that. It's right off the instant bat. flavor happening right away. This is the first, um, the nineteen sixty four Padron is the first non Cuban box press cigar to my knowledge that had ever come out. Is it any different? Go on to the Sky Authority and write to me if there was something that came out before the Padron 1964, which came out, I think, in 1992. And I don't remember. I've been around since 85, maybe smoking cigars since 80. I don't remember anything before that. When that came off, it was like, what the heck is this all about? How did they deal with the rush during the boom? Were they, they able to keep up? They limited um, whoever showed up at the trade show booth that year was an account of theirs, and that was it. And you would get what they wanted to ship to you. There was no placing orders. You'd call up and say, I'm ready for another order. What would you like? I don't know why we even bothered to do that because you didn't get what you wanted anyway. And living through the cigar boom, what I would do is say, okay, I'll have a hundred boxes of these, a hundred boxes of these, a hundred boxes of these, and I would get ten boxes of these, five boxes of these, three boxes of those. But saying that I wanted a lot of it and hoped that they would send me 100 but it would never end up happening. And you do that to certain brands. Um, Gloria Cubana was one of them. Uh, Puros Indios was one of them. Padron was one of them. Certain, Fuente was one of them. And you just got what you got, and that was it. But that's how you ordered. Until 1997, I can almost remember the day. If Duane was here, he'd me the date because he was working for me. The trucks started pulling around the back of the store, and this was a little store. I mean, uh, eighteen wheeler trucks,
3: quarter of
1: boom, what we have boom, here. Boom, 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 backed floor. up, and I'm like, "What the hell is going <laughs> on here?" And that was the day that it ended. It was the day the music they, they said, "Okay, nobody's ordering." There was an influx of cigars that had come in, and they delivered, and we had so many cigars that we could not literally close the door, get them into the, the loading dock of the store. Okay. It's like, "What the hell are we going to do?" Oh my God, it was nuts. And that was, that was the day the music died. That was yeah. it. So peop, it's supply and demand, and all of a sudden, the supply is big, and actually prices went down, plummeted.
2: And you got them, and what are you going to do? And did you have an online presence at that point?
1: I did, but uh, everybody had the same issue. 92. I'm, I don't know if there was really. No, that was 97. Oh, 97. Yeah, 97, there was some internet. Well, I was there. I was the second internet cigar company that was out there. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was only two. Holtz was first. And then we did it, and then that was it. But other people would do it. We really did it for, as our customer was moving away mm-hmm. and say, you know what, you can this buy is, from this us. There's this
3: new invention called the computer and the Internet. Yeah. Look us up there. Yeah, And,
1: and I had an Internet geek that was working for me, uh, Anthony Arnold, uh, and this was when we were in Boston. And he set the thing up, and he you know, was, you know, ancient times of whatever it was, but here's how it he works. He was coding the website in yeah. DOS. Yeah, well, true. Absolutely <laughs> true.
3: In the fourth grade, I wrote a uh,
1: calculator program in DOS. Yeah? Yeah. How come you don't use any of your talents? It doesn't work anymore? I don't know if DOS exists anymore. Oh, really? I don't know. But can you code?
3: No. But, yeah, that you, you know, it was all if, then, statements,
1: true, false. Yep. All right. I like it. This is good. This is very good. But it's a lot of money, $12.50. It doesn't look like a lot of cigar for $12.50. We're going to see how long the cigar ends up lasting us, but very, very good. So, Barry. uh, 15 minutes in, only an inch. It's pretty good. Okay. All right, Barry, what's up in the cigar world? It's time for What's What's up? Up in the Cigar
3: World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is... The Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box pressed and rolled N2 bar for a perfect draw every time. every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. This just in. The pinwheel.
1: The pinwheel. It's
4: the, the pinwheel. pinwheel. Because she is listening. She is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. New this week in limited numbers, even though it's a regular release, it's slowly started to roll out, is the Padron Homoso, which we're currently smoking. It measures 4 by 56, available in Natural and Maduro. In new trademarks, Moya and Ruiz files for civil disobedience. And, Dave, you should like this one. Gurkha Cigars files for Gurkha Pan American. Pan American, which is Nat Nat Sherman's.
1: Why do it? Why do this?
4: And they also uh, trademarked Black Puro. In industry news, a little over a week ago, Lotus International announced it would become the U.S. distributor for Ellie Blue. And it caused a little bit of confusion as people reached out to me asking if it was the same as the lighter company. We brought that up ourselves? Yes. The, yeah. an- the answer is no. And now comes word that Lotus International will be known as Rains International. Word began to trickle down that Davidoff would be discontinuing a few lines, including the Davidoff di Oro, the Maduro line, Classic Number One and Number Three, the Grand Cru Number One and Number Four, and the Millennium Blend Lancero and Lonsdale, which will upset our own Derek Stewart, who's a big fan of those sizes. And finally, the big news this week came down that the Agriculture Committee included language for fiscal year 2017 that could save premium cigars, and we'll have more on that shortly. And that's was up. In the cigar industry. What's
3: up? In the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadly Filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the cigar of the year. Recluse Cigars is. What's up?
2: up?
4: So let's get to it. FDA, this is big news. It's huge, it could be the savior. Um, This week, a bill was authored by Representative Robert Adderholt, a Republican Alabama. And in Section 749, it states, None of the funds made available in this act should be used to finalize, implement, administer, or enforce the proposed rule with the regulation identifier published by the Food and Drug Administration in the Federal Register that would uh, apply to traditional, large, and premium cigars. For the purpose of this section, the term traditional large and premium cigars means any roll of tobacco that is wrapped in 100% leaf tobacco, uh, bunched with 100% tobacco filler, contains no filler tip or non-tobacco mouthpiece, and they weigh at least 6 pounds per 1,000 count.
1: Okay, so you understand what 6 pounds per 1,000? Let's take a Macanoodle Ascot, the little ones in the tins. Mm -hmm. That is 3 pounds per Mm 1,000. So it, it... you know, that's almost like a cigarillo. Right. So right. those have not have an issue, but you get a little bit deeper into that, you're good.
4: And also it says uh, that it's 100% hand-rolled, and it's made using human hands to lay the leaf tobacco wrapper or binder uh, onto a machine that bunches, wraps, and caps each individual cigar. So that's okay. That's okay. So that's
1: going to be J.C. Newman, the people. They're uh, saved. The last factory left in Tampa, Florida, the last U.S. factory is okay based on this. Good. Yep. Great.
4: And actually, it also goes a little bit further. It also allows the use of homogenized tobacco leaf binder that's made in the United States using human hands to lay the 100% leaf, um, which would also apply to Ybor City, yep. where the cigars are made using, in some cases, American tobacco. Uh, the provisions in the Appropriations Bill is referred to limitation language. So if the FDA were to regulate cigars, the funding would not reach the FDA. In other words, the FDA would have no choice but to choose not to regulate cigars in order to receive funding. This would be big. Uh, As far as a timetable, the current fiscal year 2016 ends on September 30th. So the fiscal year 2017 bill would need to be approved in proximity to that date. It is hopeful with the shortened legislative session, this year that the bill would be put through before the summer recess. Which is like May 15th A few items of note, uh, language in the bill can change at any time before the final vote. There was similar language in the omnibus bill early this year, and the final version saw that stripped. Also, this is for fiscal year 2017. Each year, the language would need to remain in the annual bill in order to keep the exemption going. Uh, Hang on, so when they do a tax they make
3: the language so that it goes on forever when they're restricting money no you got to reapply every year
1: yeah but it's like a tolls but this means that we are always have to worry that this thing could come back because all they have to do is fund it and then it's all set so we're never out of the out of the box here but you know what we just bought another year maybe
3: could this be a game that the The lobbyists that help us are playing to guarantee that they get to keep their Uh, jobs. You know,
1: I I believe part of uh, um, all regulations and stuff is the whole government. They don't want anything to happen, and they want to keep their job to go. Uh, I mean, that might happen in the the, um, medical field also is, you know, give you something that uh, makes the pain go away, but the, your problem is still there, and right. you've got to keep coming back.
3: And the side effects usually include blood in your urine.
4: Right. Just. And according to Kip Talley of the IPCPR, an interesting point on the funding of the FDA Center for Tobacco Products is that their budget is, a set statutory by, is set statutorily by law, collected from user fees. The pie doesn't get bigger once more regulated products are brought under the umbrella. Uh, We've seen how long it's taken to process cigarettes, 4,000 applications, um, dating back to since the law was passed in 2009. Uh, So we asked how do they expect to process the approximate 40,000 applications that would come from the premium cigar industry alone. Uh, It would bog down the agency, and it would reduce their effectiveness. And lastly, there's things to uh, to circle on your calendar. If the FDA doesn't enact their regulations by May 17th, It is believed the FDA regulations uh, would be put on hold as they would be subject to a congressional review that can delay implementation of the rule until next year. Uh, This could cause issues for the FDA and work in favor of the cigar industry as a new president can have different views on how the executive agency would handle regulation. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, should Hillary Clinton get into office? I don't think she feels all that positive about cigars. You know, with Bill and Monica wow. and that's it.
3: And that's true. Uh-huh. There's really, when it comes to the true. lawmaking and having the government be intrusive and lobbyists and the whole game that's being played money-wise where lots of people politically are getting wealthy because they're in politics, there are only two candidates that are not going to play that game. And there's one on each side. Yeah. That's the direction you got to go. If you're a little bit left-leaning, you go Sanders. And if you're a little bit right-leaning, you go little Trump. A little
1: bit left-leaning? How you, you go any left than that, you got
3: to fall off the you gotta, face of the earth. You've got you to do run. it because she's the devil.
1: And Donald Trump isn't all that right either.
3: He's not. But neither of little them... Little right and far left. Neither of them are taking money from special interest groups, making them the least political of all the politicians. Yeah. I hate them... All, but <laughs> I hate, those hate
1: them two all the same. The least,
4: yes. So the Cigar Authority will stay on top of fiscal year 2017. You can watch uh, the podcast each week. We'll let you know what happens. We can also visit thecigarauthority.com, and as news breaks, we will post. Them.
3: Well, we get to keep our jobs
1: for another year. That's got another year. <laughs> well, very close to. This is anything can happen, but I. It's a it's a breath of fresh air. There's a little relief in sight. You know, we we haven't been able to give much relief it was doomsday it was falling mm-hmm. apart uh things were working in the background and some things uh you know they're looking at it you know what this has to do is pass the house go through the house and be okay yeah. um, i'm saying a separate bill in the senate you're saying it could be the same not bill no cuz
4: it's a budget so it would go it would go house senate president okay and i'm
1: i'm pretty certain that the president is not going to veto it would let it go through the way it is well, the reality
3: them. is, in order for relations with Cuba Correct. to go any further, there can't be taxes on their cigars when they come in,
1: other than just the regular S- estimate Yeah, there can be taxes, but there can't be regulations in that way that make it so that those products couldn't come in. I mean, in. you're
3: talking close to $30 million if it goes the other way with the FDA that yeah. they'd have to pay. Right. That's kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, let's do business. Uh, give us $30 million. Yeah, by the way, we just Cuba's looking for us to give them money.
1: Right.
4: So,
1: hey, we got a shot here. It's a small one.
4: Yeah, we are gonna have to be a sharpshooter. The, the key is the language to stay in place.
1: And how does this affect um, the vape? The vape is still vape the same would way. still be regulated the same, same way. So we've we've carved ourselves out,
4: yes, out of this mess, which a needed
1: bit. to be because which is what we asked for it, in the first place. You know,
4: maybe I'm gonna be a little controversial here. I think we're in this mess because of the vape industry yes. and how that industry. Um, attracts younger smokers, people that may or may not be of legal age. I mean, I drop off my stepdaughter at high school, I see them all vaping outside the school. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> we can't be associated with that group. Correct.
1: Correct. They ha- and I know we we should all be together and fight together, but... Th- They have a different market for sure, and even when you go to domestic cigars, uh, flavored cigars and things like that, it's a different market to it. Premium cigars are a different thing. Uh, They didn't mention flavor in there.
4: No, they didn't. I don't think uh, flavored cigars would fall under premium by their definition. Uh, But if it doesn't list it? It's not listed, so it becomes a gray area. Right. Because flavoring might fall on the FDA. There's, there's a lot of. I'm surprised that it, it isn't worded in there to say
1: that, but uh, with it, that gives the okay for some of the um, like acid and.
4: and right, uh, they would meet the six pounds by a ta- for a thousand cigars. Now yeah. with
3: with acid, because they don't, they're not physically adding a flavor to the tobacco. They're putting the tobacco a in, flavor, but to in the area of the flavoring, and it's absorbing it because it's a sponge. I think infusing. I would th- I would say go with it.
1: It's okay. Well, that's going to be the gray.
3: Area. No one's going to buy a nine-dollar acid to unroll it and put marijuana in that they're putting. It- they're making legal anyways. Right. Just collect your S chip and shut up. Yeah. You're right. I hope. I hope. We're going to see how that plays out. This strikes to me as a little, a little bit of the of the premium cigars finally playing some offense. Hundred percent. They're, they're, we're going in the right direction. Hopefully the powers that be are listening, and this is the direction that we go from now on. Not wait for the legislators to do something bad to us to take action. Always fighting, oh, you, you're here again? You were here last week. Yeah. Every single day that you have a chance to go in and keep rubbing it out, let's make some pearls. Baby. And I
4: know when you visited D.C., one of the senators that your group visited was Adahol. He was one of. The, there was a group that met with Adahall. Oh, yeah. So he listened, and you know everything that the CRA, IPCPR, various shop owners have done has now started to come to fruition.
1: Yeah, and it's a nonstop thing. That's yep. why you, as the consumer, listening to this, thirty-five bucks, join the CRA, be, be part of the solution. It's now, what are you going to do with my thirty-five dollars? You wouldn't believe the millions and millions of dollars have been put into this so far. Mm-hmm. Millions of dollars. Unfortunately, it takes money. You know, it says, oh, no, all you got to do is go up there. No, you have to actually take these people out. And you have to wine and dine them, and you got <clears> to <throat> give them a reason to show up at, the, at, the, at a function or something like that. And, Here's a
3: little conspiracy theory for you guys. I know you love conspiracy theories. This is coming from a Republican, which would make sense because Republicans tend to be bi- on it, our side. But it is it's bipartisan. But could this be Obama saying, listen, it's got to come from a Republican because if it's Democrat. It's going to look like I'm trying to do the whole thing. It's got to come from the other side. I'm sure. He sends a message. I it goes that. to the next guy. And now it's Republican. Now it's bipartisan, and it's okay.
1: For once, I believe that the president's on our side, uh, and that's because of Cuba, that they want to open relations with that. And uh, we've got a little hook there, a little something that's happening there. And um, this nonstop fight that's been going on in the background. They, you know, I, Who would have guessed appropriations bill? is where this thing was going to end up uh, working.
4: And one other silver lining, they, they were allowed to ask for X amount of dollars, but they came in under the amount that they were expected to ask for. So they're asking for less. They so it be, might the FDA? Go through, uh, the Appropriations uh, Committee. Okay. They asked, for they, less they asked for less than they were uh, projected to ask for. They wanted it there. So this might go through quick because it will save the government money. Yeah. That's a good point. Follow
1: the money. Follow the money. Okay, so it's interesting. We'll, we'll watch that as it goes on. The place is com to find it as it's happening. You broke a lot of this stuff. As soon as it come out, you, you put the information out there. Yep. I see tons of hits. And yep. and,
4: uh, and I have to thank IPCPR for reaching out to us and letting us know. Yeah. I think I actually found out before you found out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and I sit on the board. I got the thing and I'm like, okay, let me. I call them on the phone and say, don't put any of this information out yet, but. Uh, get ready and you're like i already have a press release i'm all set i'm on top. like what the hell okay so uh looking at the cigar authority uh uh different events and uh things that we have coming up in the near future next week um we will be taste testing for the first time you haven't even smoked it yet no i
4: haven't
1: is going to be the new firecracker the 2016 edition of the firecracker skip martin from romacraft cro-magnon's Firecracker, we'll have Skip on the
4: show. We'll try it for the first time. Keeping fingers crossed, he's doing a lot of traveling this week. We're hoping to do a test. So if anything can go wrong... Will. Yes. And have we received the product yet? Uh, No, but the tracking shows it's due to arrive on Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday's
1: good. So when it doesn't show up, we'll get it by Thursday or whatever. So uh, that looks good. And these are just some samples. Yes. The cigars are all made. They're resting. We have not had the sample of it yet. We, we're counting on him to deliver a great product. I'm sure he will. Mm-hmm. All of his stuff uh, is great. I always like to smoke it before they go into production, make a little cigar, and let's see how it is. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it was, listen, I'm going for it. Okay. So we're trusting him. I'm sure it'll be good. The following week, uh, April 30th, is the uh, Crazy mm-hmm. Asylum. We're going to bring the folks in from Asylum. Uh, The rep, Toscano. I don't even know him. Yeah, I don't don't know know him either. either. Um, He is, uh, I think I know his dad, actually. But um, he'll be in the show, and uh, this will be following um, uh, earlier on in the week that we're going to have the um, chicken poop party. which sold out. Sold out. And um we'll we'll tell you
3: all about that. Turns it, out we have more crazy people listening to the show and uh, coming into the shops than I thought. And
1: Chuck, we're going to have to figure a schedule for you to come pick up that chicken.
2: I'm in, man.
1: Okay. Yeah, we Wednesday night around 8:30. <laughs> really? <laughs> what are we going to do with this chicken? We're not babysitting you know?
3: your chicken, Chuck.
1: Come on. There we go. Can you handle <coughs> a chicken? Do you not handle one? Sure. Okay, you're saying that, but you, sure. better, you better look that up. I don't think it's as easy as you uh, think it no, is. Uh, you're right. Are you it,
3: planning on eating the chicken? No comment. Will you be um, asphyxiating said chicken? Or
4: chopping his head off? No? Uh, I saw where you were going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You You were talking about choking the chicken. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Yes, I was.
1: Uh, May 7th. uh, Gianna's graduating, so I'm not going to be here. You guys are on your own May 7th. We got this. You got this? Chuck, are you going to be around or no?
2: I will be, of course. You will? Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. you you got your your Patriots schedule?
2: Yeah, we'll have to talk after the show. They they announced their schedule. Uh, Did we talk about... Big day for
1: Barry? Big day for
4: Barry. Yeah. Can. Chuck we, will be here to produce.
1: Not only is he going to be here to produce, but we have a sponsor for that <laughs> show. <laughs> yes, we do. So we're going to have um, Barry Stein's wedding. And it is sponsored by Hammer and Sickle Vodka.
4: Yes. <laughs> our signature drink is going to be a Moscow Mule. All right.
1: So, handled by, uh, that's crazy. But, okay. How many weddings have their <laughs> own sponsor? Have a spon- And have a show uh, <laughs> on the wedding. So, y- 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 you have my permission to marry her. You, you got her <laughs> to, you. to agree to
4: do this. She wants to do it more than I want to do it. It's <laughs>
2: crazy. So um, I was like,
4: I'm going to have a day off from the show. This is great. And she's like, no, no, no. We've got to have the radio show. What
2: time will you be pronounced husband and wife? 3 o'clock. So after the show.
4: After the show. Okay. I tried to get it right during
2: yeah, the show or that. something,
1: but he says, just let it be an hour after. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, also, on that No Dave show, while I'm away, the the two guys' 31st anniversary party tickets will be on sale, and they will sell out that same day. So if anybody great. has ever been or ever wants to go to the uh, two-guys anniversary party, $200 ticket, and you've got to actually fly into it, or, and people do, um, those tickets will be on sale on um, May 7th. And that's the day to buy it. So you come up, you go to any two-guys hey, smoke shop Anything up that would get
3: Rudy from Canada to come out
1: of his he great did. white north home. It was awesome. I that spoke
4: was. to him yesterday on the phone. There we go. That was
1: a big bonus mm-hmm. for...
4: Uh, for us there, I uh, had a few emails last week. You mentioned a Predomo event. Mm-hmm. Will Nick Predomo be at that event? He will not be there. He will Skype in
1: or whatever we do to get somebody in. Uh, May fourteenth, Rob Weiss will be live with us, and um, that will be on the fourteenth. The night previous to that is Friday the thirteenth. We're going to do a um, have Rob at all three stores during the day. And then at nighttime, we're going to have a little get-together and a little uh, little meal with him. And then we're going to watch some clips of some of the movies he did. And then uh, some, some Q&A. Q and a and uh, $20 ticket. Uh, if you're anywhere in the area, buy those tickets. They're already uh, on sale now, but they'll sell out fast. Uh, but we have Rob Weiss. And uh, we're going to see if we can get a little uh, Cigar Authority in the next movie. Huh? I'm in. Could we possibly get a walk-on to something big? I doubt it. Let's see what we can do. Uh, May 21st, Mr. John Connie from La Fleur Dominicana will be here, and we will launch the new La Fleur Dominicana TAA 2016 on the show. That's exciting. So that will be May 21st, followed by uh, a return back here to two guys in Seabrook on May 28th. June 4th, we have um, the Director of Sales for Indian Head Cigar sales will be here. La Galleria is their new cigar. If you haven't tried that before, oh, people are calling good. it a contender it for the cigar of the year already. Flying off the shelves. Mm-hmm. Really good value cigar. La Galleria, it's called. Mm-hmm. Give that a try. June 11th, uh, Perdomo event uh, with Roy Kirby, uh, which is also Gentleman Chuck Morrison's birthday. Big 4 all. Big 4 all. Big one for oh, him. Wow. Um, June 18th, Father and Son. We're going to have the folks from Recluse. Uh, which is J.R. Dominguez and Jose Dominguez. His father will be with us, along with Scott Weeks and his legendary father, Nick Weeks. Been in the cigar business for like 50 years. Cool. And uh, we're going to talk to him about the old days of the cigar business. June 25th, Mike Herklotz from Nat Sherman will be with us. Nice. I like Mike. June 2nd, Nick we will have a call in with him as we finish up, uh, as we begin. July 2nd. July 2nd. July 2nd. Uh, because we're going to do a little um, event. On cigar, cigar Authority, a little deal with Perdomo Cigars where you win the big um, humidor. Nice. You've seen those in, oh, in yeah. your, your local brick-and-mortar store. We'll have a chance for a listener to be able to win that gigantic humidor. And um, moving ahead, um, we have July 16th. I've really filled this up this yes. week. Um, Victor Vitali's is going to join us from Tortuga Cigars with the new Armand Asante cigar. Can Will Armand, Armand Asante
4: be there? Huh? Will Armand Asante be there? I don't know. Hopefully not.
1: Why? <laughs> Why?
4: Because I don't think you would be a fan of me well, with you'll all be- my talk.
1: You will become a fan of his. Okay. That's what would happen if that ends up happening. All the way to, to July 23rd, we're going to have a tape show because we'll be at the IPCPR. So we'll, we'll gear you up for everything that's happened on, on, on those shows. Um, Eric Newman on August 6th, Diamond Crown, Black Diamond. We're going to introduce the Black Diamond. Finally. Finally, it's five years in the making. Wow. Right? My God. So that'll be August 6th. Um, and um, we have Eric Hansen from Hammer & Sickle introducing his new cigar. Wait till you see the packaging on this bad boy. That'll be August 13th. And uh, as we said, September 17th, Barry's wedding sponsored by Hammer & Sickle Vodka. I
3: think in the future we don't need to read every single item on the calendar. I, I think just we could, could do like a month at a time in <laughs> advance.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to gear it all up so everybody knows what's going on. We had some new additions of new cigars that will be launched. These people are planning in advance. This is a good thing. It is good. Mostly the cigar industry is whenever it happens. But we have some dates, which uh, is, okay, I'm writing it down. Make sure the cigars get here well Mm. in advance, Mm. blah, blah, blah. So that's the idea of that. So that is the calendar. So uh, early thoughts on here on the uh, Perdomo Hermoso 64 anniversary natural
3: oh let's see we're 40 minutes in and i'm about halfway through more than halfway i would say i probably have uh another half hour or so before it's
1: a finger burner very good yeah you think you can get an hour out of that a total no yeah so an hour for 12.50 dollars 50 i mean that's going to a movie right What's a movie cost? More than that, really? I don't
3: even know. Bring bring my wife to the movies. I'm not in and out of there for less than fifty bucks. Right, so
1: twenty five bucks by yourself. Right, right. So cigars are good values for, you know. It's a entertainment thing for for an hour <coughs> or so. Think of it that way. It's not so expensive, right? I want to get entertained for an hour. What will it take? Twelve dollars and fifty cents. Good a vacation. You go on a vacation for an hour, twelve dollars and fifty
4: cents. Hey, twelve fifty for an hour with a cigar is a lot cheaper than seventy five dollars for an hour with a psychiatrist.
2: A vacation from my problems. Problems,
1: huh? What can about we, Bob? Vacation please, from my problems. Can we please go to break? All right. When we go, uh, we'll go to break. When we get back, we're going to take a peek into the asylum as gentleman Chuck Morrison gets debonair because he didn't do it or early does today. Does he? Uh, classic three way and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And that's Barry choking in the background, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
6: When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world you release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year. Then, and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humid tubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron.
1: It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars.
2: This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Dominicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority of United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
3: It's not Mr. Anything.
1: We're live from La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios today in Seabrook, New Hampshire, at Two Guys Smoke Shop right near the Seabrook Nuclear Power Plant. So for the safety of all, we are planning next week's explosive show back in Salem, New Hampshire. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. So we were talking off the air about... uh...
3: Our good friend, Gentleman Chuck Morrison, yes, got himself into a little trouble with the law what on his got? way into work this morning.
1: So let's go to it. Let's go to, while you're enjoying life, those folks, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman.
5: I'm a gentleman. you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Man. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic
2: devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with... Wait for it. Suspension of license. I mean, reality. <laughs> Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, I had a well-prepared gentleman's way. However, on the way to uh, Seabrook here, had an encounter with the law. Got pulled over for operation of my cellular device, my there cell phone. Go,
3: while behind the wheel. Big, Big no-no here wheel. in the state of New Hampshire.
2: I was driving on Route 11. I don't know what town I was in, frankly, but I uh, received a phone call. You'll see it on your ticket. I'll see it on the <laughs> ticket. I think I still have it. Yeah, <laughs> Um, Wife called, and uh, I have Bluetooth in my car. However, the Bluetooth setting on my (coughs) phone was turned off, and I wasn't sure if it was an emergency. She rarely calls me. Um, Do you you blame her that she knows you're on commute? Of course. Correct answer. Yes. So I take the call. Uh, So i got to call you right back. Bluetooth's not on. And literally, as I'm saying this, Stady's driving in the opposite direction. I see him turn on his blues. He does a U-turn, comes right after me, pulls me over. And um, asked for li- and Now, by the time he got to the vehicle, I was prepared. I took my sunglasses off, rolled down the window, had license registration ready for him. Um,
3: How far did you roll the window down?
2: It was all the way down. Big Ten, and two,
1: ten and two on the wheel. Ten and two on the wheel. Okay. Radio off.
3: You never roll the window down more than you need to to communicate and to pass the information through. If you had used mouthwash at some point, any scent of anything coming out of your car. He has a right to now search your car, pull you out of the vehicle. Coffee
1: and cigar breath, he doesn't have to worry about that. <laughs> right?
2: So, you know, license registration. Are you familiar with the hands-free laws in New Hampshire? Yes, sir. You know why I pulled you over? Yes, sir. Another big
3: mistake. You I know. admitted
2: guilt. And I was bad. I, you know, I explained my, I do have Bluetooth in the vehicle. It wasn't working properly. It was my wife calling. I wasn't sure if it was an emergency, literally. And I showed him my phone how long the phone call was. Six seconds. Six seconds on the phone. To tell her I would call her back. And uh, all right, took my license for registration, goes back to his vehicle. It felt like a half hour; it was probably seven minutes. Yeah. He then came back with uh, with a ticket and uh, a little pamphlet, a brochure on the hands free laws. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not debonair in receiving this. I was very gentlemanly the whole time, and I got the ticket. I was really expecting a warning. It was a first offense. Showed him my cell phone to show him how short I was on the phone. That I'm yeah. being a safe driver. Wasn't sure if it was an emergency. He wanted no part of it. Gave me the ticket, and I kind of just rudely ripped it out of his hand. And really, all right. Does your uh,
3: cell phone not have a speakerphone?
2: It does. Okay, just asking. It does. It's another button you have to press when you drive, and it's not safe to press any button while you drive. And I learned my lesson. I will not answer any phone call unless it's through Bluetooth from now on. But I figured, you know. But you are gonna fight. I'm gonna fight it. Well, there is a lesson to be
3: learned here in how to be more debonair, and you're admitting that you were less than debonair when you accepted the ticket, but now you can take that and learn from it, and perhaps the next time you get a ticket for doing the wrong thing, you can be more gentlemanlike. So I,
1: I have a new invention I want to have somebody out there make, and it looks like a cell phone, but it's actually a hairbrush. And you have that in your car, and then when you get pulled over... You duck the cell phone, and you pull out this, the hairbrush-looking cell phone, and you tell him, oh, no, was this is what I was hair. using. I was brushing my hair. I love it. And there it. we go. I love it. Everybody will buy one. Everybody needs one. Now we have to make it. Mr. Jonathan, what does he do? <laughs>
3: I, have a, I have a bald man's hairbrush. It has no bristles. <laughs> here we go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. There we go. But I will say this, guys. I mean, thank God I had left extra early to provide myself plenty of time to get here. Not anticipating to get pulled over. But, uh, yeah, in the future, I will be more debonair. Never admit
3: anything to the police. You don't even talk to them. Ask them right away. You preemptively strike like we're asking the, the folks at the CRA to do. Why did you pull me over? Okay. Mm. And now he's not asking the questions you are. You're in control. You give them nothing. You admit to nothing. Because when you pull away, they stay back and they write every single thing that you said on the back of the ticket. If you admitted guilt, you now have that written down on the back of the ticket, and it is evidence for your trial. What you can't, what you say
1: can be used against you and
3: yeah. will. Well, and he didn't read me my law.
2: rights. I didn't know. They
3: don't have to read you their rights unless you're under arrest. And they don't even have to read them to you right away. They just have to eventually read them to you.
1: Yeah, how are you going to make a, a phone call, drink your coffee, have your mixed sandwich on the way <laughs> driving if they're not letting you, letting you do yeah. that? In I a mean, standard <laughs> inhibition <transmission laughs> car.
2: <laughs> right. That's right. Smoke smoking, smoking a, cigar. a cigar at the same time. You're going to burn an ash on it and you need, you need your hands free. Well, that's the gentleman's way, guys. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question every single time, it never changes. No. Are you debonair enough? All right, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha a funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha!
3: It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80, that's right, that's Asylum. Do you love doing anything that you would want your body to go through taxidermy so that your friends could enjoy your company at the table one last time before your final trip to the great beyond? Henry Rosario passed away suddenly in January, and because he was a huge poker fan, his family paid to have him posed at a poker table. True story. What? True story. Instead of standard viewing times, his friends and family got one last game in with their lost friend and posed for pictures. This is becoming a more commonplace practice on the island of Puerto Rico, so the funeral home was only too happy to oblige the family, and I would like to go uh, the Joe Diffie route when I pass. Just prop me up beside the jukebox when I die. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're
4: coming to take me away. Ha, to take Very me away. weekend at Bernie's. Oh, yes.
1: Barry, uh, there is going to be a new asylum cigar we're going to introduce by the way. I didn't bring that up. And it's top secret. I can't even tell you yet. They don't want anybody to know until it actually shows up, but we'll have it uh um, at uh, when they're on the show Just and it, maybe to me. a couple days in advance. Whisper. Wait, wait can you see this stuff? Whisper, limited limited release stuff. Really 7 cool. by 100? No, it's going to be two sizes. There's going to be a 6x50 and a 5x50, but it's going to be truly unique, uh, different type thing, different blends. Well,
3: it's different already because it's not huge. Well, they have a 6x60. I I consider that huge. It's not huge anymore. No? Catch myself smoking them from time to time, not realizing.
1: Yeah. So, classic three-way. Want to do it? Sure. All right, let's do it. This classic three-way.
3: Per cigar. You like that, baby? Let
2: him know where I came from, yeah!
3: Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at 2GuysCigars.com. That's 2GuysCigars.com.
1: Celebrate today
3: with a classic cigar. Mine's bigger. You're not going to get any points because your reign of terror is over.
2: I'm
1: excited, too. because Barry is not is the champion. The champion is. is Chuck Morrison. Yes, he is. Chuck Morrison is our champion. It's the closest we're going over. We have five birthdays today. We actually have six birthdays today. It is Old Fat Freddy's birthday. Old Fod Freddy is celebrating his birthday today. This is not part of the thing. Uh, it's not part of it. He's getting uh, his phone out. What are you doing with calculator, the calculator?
4: Because I got nothing to write, so I'm putting a number in the uh, calculator. Um, he didn't know
1: the
3: show was going on.
1: I got no
4: place had, to write. So how, old do you, how
1: old do you think Old Fod Freddy 63. is? Sixty-three. Is that true? I think so. Really? Sixty-three? Yeah. Okay, but that's not one of them. But it is Martin Lawrence's birthday. Martin. Mm. Chuck Morrison. Martin Lawrence, movie actor comedic actor who starred alongside Will Smith in Bad Boys, also known for his roles in films as Big Mama's House and Blue Streak. He won an NAACP award for his work in the TV series Martin. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: What year was he born? I'm going to go 65, Dave. 65. I got 1968. 68. I got 66. 66. And we got two points for Chuck Morrison. 65. Bam. Wow. Wow. Is his computer covered over there? <laughs> <laughs> He's calling me out. Imagine that. Mr. Jonathan, today is Acorn's birthday. Acorn. 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 Acorn, Grammy-nominated hip-hop A-K-O-N. artist. O-N. Uh Yes, it is. Who gained prominence with the song Locked Up in his debut, Trouble. Collaborated with numerous number one hits along with uh, hing- singles Lonely. Reached the top five in the Billboard Top 100. And "Smack that. With Eminem. Akon. What year? 1980. 80, says. 83. 83. Chuck? 76. 76. You're all over. No kidding. 73. All Ooh. over. And wow. That would be the sound right there. Um, so this now goes to... Barron's. Barron's. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Basketball player. Center. Who first perfected his sky, sky hook shot at... Spit it out, Alex. UCLA. And became NBA's top leading scorer as a member of Los Angeles Lakers and Milwaukee Bucks. Six time NBA champion, six time NBA MVP, and 19 time All Star, Kareem Abdul Juba. Born what year? 1952. 52, he says, Chuck. 58. 58. I have 58 as well. And you're all over. 1947. Wow, he looks great. Wow. 47. All right, this goes to Chuck. Ready. This goes to Charles. Charlie Chaplin, movie actor, comedian, silent film icon who gained world fame portraying his characters The Tramp and starred in The Great Dictator and Modern Times. Uh, his career lasted over 75 years and became the most important person in film history. Charlie Chaplin, what year was he born?
2: 1888. 1888.
3: I'm going to go 100 years before I was born.
1: 1878. 78. 1892. 92. Chuck Morrison says 88. It's 89. Another point for Chuck. Boom. There's three. You can't be beaten. You can't be beaten, but just for the hell of it, Mr. Jonathan, Bill Belichick on today. <laughs> Legendary NFL coach who led the New England Patriots to victory in Super Bowls 36, 38, 39, 49. Named. AP's NFL Coach of the Year in 2003, 2007, 2010. Born today, Bill Belichick, 1947. 47, he says.
4: 1955.
1: 55. 60. 60. Mr. Jonathan is going to get a point at 52. And that is it. Chuck Morrison, our champion. take it. And this Classic Day in Classic History was brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whichever classic you choose, it's available on twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate with a classic cigar, and a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location at Salem, Seabrook, or National, New Hampshire, on your birthday, and they will light-cut a free happy birthday
4: cigar just for you. I want to say, with Chuck winning, it's still a win for me, because Mr. Jonathan did, did, not did not win. Well,
3: and I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> me getting a point and you getting zero
1: is a win for me, because you were shut out. You're yes,
4: c- but you're just first on a long line of losers.
1: That's a fair point. If you're not first, you're last. Somebody said that. It's Probably Bill Belichick. Right? No, you don't even know. I have no idea. Wow, really? Who? That's um, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. They're <laughs> all Ricky Bobby. Oh. <laughs>
3: They're all Will Ferrell fans, obviously, <laughs> as, as are we. It's
1: Ricky Bobby. Not you're not first, you're last. So your thoughts on uh, you're, you're inhaling,
4: right? I'm inhaling. Okay.
1: What <laughs> is wrong with you? <laughs> I've done it twice now.
2: <laughs> It's uh, fantastic. I mean, it, listen, come it Listen,
1: it
3: lasted the full hour. Full hour.
2: It's I'm a good not, cigar. I'm not
3: quite at finger burning here, but...
4: I, the drawer's a little looser than a typical Padron. A lot of smoke. I don't know if it's because it's not a full box press like it usually is. Mm-hmm. It just seems that the drawer is very, very fluid. Now, you
1: had the Medora with us?
4: I haven't had it yet. Oh, you haven't had no. it? No. Oh. You will be buying me one on Monday. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. David uh, allows me to have I like a cigar it. a day for free, so...
1: Is that it? A cigar a day?
4: Yeah, I go on my humid order. Or oh, really? Day. Yeah.
1: All right. It's good. They're going to do good with this. Yep. 12 Seems like a lot, but it's, it's a full hour. Kind of burns slow for a four-inch cigar. Not bad. We're going to smoke a three-inch cigar next week. Three-inch cigar. We'll see how that is. Next week, we're back at Two Guys in Salem for the explosive show. We're going to light up a sample of the Cro-Magnon Firecracker with Skip Martin from Roma Craft Cigars and Cro-Magnon Cigars. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing
3: else in the last two hours, which is more than likely, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth.
4: And don't inhale.
0: You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a choices, Stogie Heaven.